ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. Guess we didn't do a show last week. I can't even remember already. Oh, yeah, because I went down there to Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl in Atlanta is a very interesting thing. And I will briefly tell you a little bit about some of the introduction I gave Pablo to uh, the city of Atlanta. And not all of y'all know that much about the city of Atlanta, and that's fine. Those of you who do will appreciate this in a slightly different way, but I feel like in some things I can just kind of give you the intonation of where I'm coming from, and it'll kind of convey a point for you. So anyway, I'm chilling. Saturday afternoon, I get a text message. Marshawn Lynch is doing an appearance at the athlete's foot on Lee Street. Like, yo, this is something that not only I need to see, but Pablo also needs to see. So I caught up one of my homeboys. We went over to his spot. He came, scooped us, and yes, Fred, the athlete's foot's still in the game. Did not know. But anyway, rolled Pablo through there, saw Marshawn Lynch in his own element, which was his own thing. People like, yo, you going to go talk to him? I'm like, let me explain to you somebody who has no interest in seeing some ESPN dude right now. That would be Marshawn Lynch. He didn't come out there to meet no new people. Maybe take some pictures with some, but not meet none. Anyway, so we do that. We post up there for a few. Took Pablo through a stroll through the West End Mall. And if you know anything about the West End Mall, you know that uh, that is stretching the definition of mall if the definition of mall has ever uh, been stretched. It's not really like I would say the appropriate uh, description of the place. You know what the West End Mall could really use, though? An arcade. Like, arcade's still open? I ask that as a serious question. I figure, like, with the levels of video game technology have gotten to, I guess they gotten too good at the house that people don't really need the arcade no more. But arcade used to be cracking. Anyway, West End Mall could use the arcade. But we roll out, and I realized as we were rolling out, my homeboy uh, bought a copy of The Final Call, because sometimes that's just the sort of thing that you do. And Pablo had lots of questions about what the final call was. And that was like, ah, yes. Two Americas indeed. Like, not that I grew up in no neighborhood where people were selling the final call, but if somebody handed me a copy, I would know what it was. I'll never forget once, man, a dude tried to uh, hit me with a copy of the final call. And I told him I ain't had no money. Man, that dude gave me that copy of the final call and said, well, when you get a dollar, give one to a brother. I ain't never felt so guilty in my life. Like, that was so completely unnecessarily, like, nice of him. I suppose nice is the appropriate term that we could use because I really didn't have much interest in reading the final call. I think I still, like, follow the final call on Twitter, though. Hey, we having some headlines, boy. Like, sometimes you just want to see it and be like, oh, damn, that's what's up. Oh, okay, there we go. Anyway, yeah, y'all probably want another story from me taking Pablo around Atlanta. You crazy if you think I'm about to tell it here. And we just look down here and see if we got some questions. Oh. And we do. Have you seen or heard about abducted in plain sight? If the subject matter were not in direct connection to the well-being of a child, the parents would be fire fest, Andy King levels of ridiculous. I have, in fact, seen abducted in plain sight. If you have not seen abducted in plain sight, I say for you to go ahead and take a couple minutes and go away from this podcast because I just feel the need to talk about some things that happened 
in uh gone and abducted in plain sight and there's no way for me to really hint around this i just kind of want to go ahead and have a discussion so i'm looking at my clock right now i'm gonna give myself about three minutes to talk about this and then after three minutes if i come back and i'm still going i'll let you know you need to go away again so like three minutes starts now hey man why did why were those parents willing to do interviews about this? I would have no interest, none whatsoever, in talking in public about being on the business end of I don't even the business end feels like an inappropriate phrase to use. I don't I don't know what to say. I I can't I just the whole way it was just like, wait, what? Like from beginning to end, the whole thing was like, wait, what? And like victim blaming. We off that. We don't do that no more. You know, like I think we all kind of have an agreement now that we don't really do the victim blaming thing no more. So what am I allowed to say about these people from abducted in plain sight? Like if they're the victims and I can't blame them, what am I, what am I supposed to do here? Of course you obviously like blame uh, the perpetrator in this situation, but they was given that cat latitude that, why would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why would you? And somebody in the chat room is talking about they were terrible parents. And, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't really, like, I try to avoid that sort of thing. Um, though I certainly, like, see your argument. This is all I'm saying. Dude that lived next door to you, take you in a car, and y'all ride way off down some road, and ain't nobody there. And he says to you, I'm not like getting any action from my wife. What you got for your boy? And you're like, actually, I do have something for you. What? Huh? Like this cat was willing to engage in sexual relationships with the husband and the wife in order to get himself closer to the daughter. And I just kind of feel like if you got two people in the house who have engaged in some sort of sexual relationship with this man, at least one of y'all should know him well enough to see what's going on here. Like at least one, one of y'all should be able to peep. They got that girl twice. And he got that girl twice. Twice, I tell you, twice. They was gone for like four days, and they're like, oh, no, he'll turn up. Now, I know that was air before cell phones and stuff like that. But he's like, yeah, 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 they'll come back. No, there'll be no thing. They're, they're, you know, we're just waiting to hear from that call. We'll hear from them. What? Like, so what am I? Sp Bruh. Damn. There's the three minutes. Yeah, appreciate the question. Go, yeah, go check out Abducted in Plain Sight, and you'll just really just spend a whole lot of time just like shaking your head. All right, yeah, appreciate the question. Let's go to this next one. It's offset in a lose lose situation when it comes to his public support of Cardi B since his earlier relationship issues were so public as well. The Grammys were like the first test, and no matter what he did, he seemed to be failing in the eyes of her fans. Well, I will say this 
no matter what he does, he will fail in the eyes of her fans. And I know that no matter what, Offset will f- fail in the eyes of her fans. Because look what happened to Jay-Z. And that's Jay-Z. Like, people got some actual positive memories associated with Jay-Z. And they's done with that dude. They paid money to go to concerts specifically to be done with that dude. Yeah, they were done. What chance you think Offset got? None. None. Let me tell you what else Cardi B got, too. And I think that this is a difference between, like, the Beyonce, Jay-Z situation, which is not every Beyonce fan was a Jay-Z fan. But, like, they knew what he was. He was something. You know, he was somebody. Like, they got it. They understood it. Cardi B got a whole lot of fans that don't give a damn about no Offset, about no Migos, about none of that. They not too, they not, no, they, 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 he means nothing to them. They have never, they do not have any like personal attachment whatsoever to no offset. And so I thought it was a little while when offset went up there on stage with her. Cause you know, and what did, did she want him to be there? Is that what the story is that she wanted him to be there? Yeah. So does that. Here's where Offset can't win. And this, honestly, by the way, is kind of where Cardi B can't win. And this is kind of sort of the danger in a way I would contend to, like, doing this relationship on social media in this fashion. She got on that day and explained that she was leaving that dude. I don't feel like nobody that ever got no game or anybody that been around the block in any sort of way saw that and thought that she was actually going to leave that dude. No, not then. That's typically not how those things work. All right, that's generally not how it goes. You get on the Twitter and talk about how good sex is and stuff like that, you know. But like, look, that's not that's not how these things go. Generally, now, let me tell you something. It was a long time in my life, like well into my thirties, that I realized a big reason why a lot of these cats be out here like cheating on their women is they don't think for a second that getting caught is going to make that woman leave. And a big reason why that is the case is, well, it's a, that, that, that conclusion has been absorbed through a measure of experience. So, no, I mean, no matter how many times you heard about Offset doing this, doing that, or whatever it was, it was a great likelihood that she was going to be right back with him. Man, they married. Like, it ain't so simple as, all right, cool, you pack your stuff, I pack my stuff, and we out. It ain't that simple. That's not what it's going to be. So she going to want that dude to be around. But every time that dude come around, man, her people ain't trying to hear that. They done, a lot of them done let an offset stick around themselves. And so they looking at offset like you remind me of somebody. And I don't like that dude. And they're looking at her like, girl, it'll be all right. So, no, nah, he ain't going to win. He ain't going to win at all. The only way he can win, he's like, I don't know what kind of super straight and narrow, what kind of interview he would need to do, whatever it is. I tell you what you shouldn't do, though. The promotional campaign for your album involving your woman giving birth. And then, no, 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 homie. I wouldn't recommend you do that. Like, I think this may ultimately help him sell some records in the short run, 
But like if I was in charge of his people or whatever, I'd be trying to figure out if they're going to be married. I'd be trying to figure out some way to get her people to love me again. I don't know what kind of album he got to do. I don't know what kind of song he he seemed like he needed to do a song that don't really like fall under the heading of the kind of stuff the Migos do. You know? Like he he really needs like his something for the ladies game need to be strong as hell. I highly recommend it. I really, really do. Appreciate the question. Why somebody said he cooked her breakfast on Instagram and Cardi fans were roasted. Nah, man. Like it is <laughs> there's not a lot of place for him to win here, man. Not a lot of place for him to win. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what we got. It's actually a pretty decent set of questions, though. We could use a couple more in here. Damn, I just saw the question I wanted to answer, and now it disappeared. Maybe I'll vote that thing up while I was scrolling. There we go. What was your opinion on the actual performance of J-Lo at the Grammys? Okay, so they had Jennifer Lopez do the Motown tribute at, for the Grammys, and I just can't help but think that this is all the way like some long game for Smokey Robinson to try to try to holler at J-Lo. That's the only way I can see this. There's no way in the world I feel like that anybody associated with Motown Records was like, yo, that's who we need to have out here singing these songs. I can't see that. That don't seem possible, right? So anyway, what it felt like was, you know, Jennifer Lopez does the Vegas shows, but it felt like you could imagine there was a portion in the Vegas show where Jennifer Lopez was like, ooh, Lord, I love Motown. And then she did some Motown songs. That's what it was. She did about as best as you could expect for Jennifer Lopez to do, even though I'm not even totally convinced that was Jennifer Lopez that was singing on those actual songs. I just can't, like... And I understand that Barry and Smokey signed off on it, but that doesn't make that like what that was any less tone deaf. Like they might have rolled with it and good for them if they, you know, if they like it, I love it, whatever. But no, man, that was not the heat at all. And people were not pleased at all uh, with the performance. No, man, just, just wasn't hot. And that's all. It just simply wasn't hot. I don't know. I think so for me. I don't associate Motown with dance numbers. And I feel like you call Jennifer Lopez in for something that needs like a cold dance number. I don't associate Motown with that at all. So why would you get somebody where the starting point is something that really doesn't have to do with what most of us um, then associate with Motown? So it just all just seemed like kind of strange. The Grammys were just kind of unremarkable this year. Like I think that would probably be the best way for me to put it if I had to give like an overall description of the situation. It was just kind of just kind of unremarkable. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Yo, somebody asking something about A-A-D-O-S. What does that mean? I've seen people mentioning that, but I have no idea. Can somebody tell me? Is Steve Harvey the right person to school Monique on the issue of integrity versus money? 
Um, I did not have a chance before coming to do this wonderful here podcast to see Steve Harvey talking to Monique. Credit to all of you who watch Steve Harvey talk to Monique, though I don't know why exactly I'm giving you credit because I just don't have a great handle on why anybody thought that that would work out in some sort of positive way. Like, I feel like if you tune in to watch that, whatever means you use to peep it, like, were you just going for the potential argument? Like, that's all I got. I, I, I can't see any situation where I would imagine that that conversation would be at all productive. And the thing, like it or not, Monique believes that she is standing on a matter of principle. Like whether you agree, disagree with the way that she's done it or whatever, she is standing on a matter of principle. And I have found that a lot of the things in the individual example she pointed to, I mean, she's not wrong. I think that the need to make people like two dimensional in these ways makes it impossible very often for people to see like when there is merit in someone with whom you may not agree overall. But I mean, she's had some merit to the things that she was saying. But Steve Harvey, look, Steve Harvey hosts the Family Feud. You think Steve Harvey got to, to host in the Family Feud with a rigid adherence to matters of principle? No, it's not. That's not how you get there. You get there from playing the game. See, one thing I think that is also worth noting about Steve Harvey at this point is Steve Harvey has so much money. Steve Harvey is so rich, so rich. He is in all likelihood over there talking about something completely different than anything that Monique over here talking about. People out here offer Monique, how much money do these comedy specials? What did Netflix offer Monique to do that comedy special? Steve Harvey is not, like, you're not even considering calling Steve Harvey about the money they was talking about giving her to do some comedy special. No way in the world. It ain't happening. So, hell yeah, Steve Harvey always going to be the one that's out here talking about playing the game. Steve Harvey is playing the game, trying to get the kind of money that you only getting by playing the game. That's it. That's the only way. And so, nah, he going to be shutting somebody down that's out here talking about standing on this principle and stuff like that, probably in part because he's looking at himself when you hear that kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, okay, that, look what that principle did for you. You want to come? I pay for dinner when we go out. I mean, because it is principle that I was out here standing on. So, I mean, that's just my thought. I guess at some point I could actually go, like, listen to it or whatever so that you know i could actually know what i'm talking about but i feel like i just gave you one hell of a guess appreciate the question oh and so this aados is african-american descendants of slavery so apparently the move is to like be as specific as possible about black people in the united states and not like okay I got it. Uh, so this dude put this here and he says, I think it's divisive to be honest, but what are your thoughts? I mean, it's divisive in the sense that it highlights a division, I suppose. I mean, and I guess the answer to a lot of this becomes like kind of generational. And I mean, by generational is um, how many generations the immigrant in this case has been in the United States? Because I mean, look, these white folks that you out here dealing with, they're not like, hold on guys, that one. 
His grandfather was born in Grenada. It's not how that works. You know, like like after a while, that stuff like starts to wash out. So I don't know the particulars of like what we got going here. But yeah, I mean, there are differences like. The notion of blackness is so weird in the sense that the breadth of it, like the notion of being black, being so broad and lazily applied, it's not something black folks did. But. I mean, white people care a lot about like essentialist notions of blackness. Also, they just don't realize it. Um, but yeah, black folks like somebody else slapped black as this one size fits all thing. But there are differences within it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a tricky situation there. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a different experience, I suppose. Appreciate the question. Let me see what we got here. It says here, am I allowed to punch white boys in the face in mass when they inevitably wear blackface in large numbers this year? I mean, I got news for you, uh, Kirk. They didn't put me on the committee that decides if you're allowed to do stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't have a vote there. So like. I think you should email that question to somebody with a little bit more clout than me. It has been 10 years since so far gone. What is your perspective on Drake and his impact on the music industry 10 years later? Y'all be asking some formal ass questions on here sometime. Um, I don't know if I'm at a place to talk about like Drake's impact on the, on the recording industry or anything like that. This I will say, and this part is kind of interesting. That dude has stuck around for 10 years, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. Like, Drake was the patron saint of the young dudes for a while. Drake is not a young dude anymore. Like, Drake is at a point where at a different time, we would legit be looking at him like as an elder statesman for sticking around 10 years in the game. 10 years in the game was not something that anybody was ever promised. Drake is carrying his in a way that looked like he might got like another five, six, seven left. That's like, that for me is kind of crazy to consider, but it also, like how long do we have before we go and get to where there's a generation of rappers whose music is almost like, confrontationally opposed to what like Drake started. And I don't know if started is the right way to put it, but you understand what I'm saying. Like when's the pendulum swinging back because they looking at Drake like, yo, that's like, that's what my uncle listened to. This what we do. Like when's that swing coming or has that swing come? And I just don't really quite catch what it is that I'm curious about. But no, man, he's uh, he's made it happen. Good for. Still can't believe y'all let that dude be number one in the game. I just kind of can't. And that is, that's y'all. I didn't do that. Nobody asked me. I didn't have a vote. I was kind of outside of the demo to be making those sorts of decisions. But y'all did that. You know damn well who y'all are. Y'all did that. 
So hey, Jerry, we'll talk about any chance we see you on HQ. What I'm going to do, take a, t- take a day off my job to go do my old job? How'd that make sense? Do you think that Drake dissing Grammys on the Grammys while holding a Grammy holds any significance? No, none, none whatsoever. Like, what significance would it hold? Would you think? Would you think that 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 after that, all of a sudden, people are gonna be like, "I ain't going to the Grammys no more." Nah, people want to win Grammys, right? They think it's cool, and I'm not even mad at them for it. They want to win Grammys, but I do think the point that Drake made is real, which is it doesn't really matter. If you win a Grammy. Win it or don't, right? But if you got your base, you got your people, you made it happen. It doesn't really matter that much if you did not win a Grammy. Okay, cool. Like, I didn't even take this as this huge, like, super diss on the Grammys. But, no, I ain't going to change nothing. There's going to be somebody else that comes out here that ain't never gave a damn about a Grammy who's going to get nominated for one, then going to win one, then going to be on that stage looking like 3-6 at the Oscars. It's always going to be somebody. Like, I remember when the Roots won that Grammy. You think them cats ever, like, really cared about a Grammy before they got nominated for one? And then they're like, nah, man, let's get dressed up, let's go. And then they win, and it's a very happy day for them, you know? So, nah. There you go, change. First rap Grammy, none of the nominees actually showed up. All right, appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Commonwealth of Virginia controversy in the governor's office. What are your thoughts? Hey, man. Um, this is my thought. This blackface thing was way more out of control than I realized. Like, I thought this kind of thing was just happening on Halloween, and people realized, no, you can't do that no more. Nah, man, apparently white folks near and far not only been doing this, but been putting it in yearbooks. And the putting it in the yearbook is the extra step that kind of shocks me more than the actual fact that the blackface photo was taken. But I would like to make this point, and this is something that dawned on me in the course of this. And I'm just asking this question. Anybody let me know. If you are a person of color who has attended a primarily white institution and like you of that age range, whatever it is, did you buy the yearbook? Did you buy the yearbook and then flip through the yearbook? Because I feel like this stuff is just like turning up in yearbooks at schools that like had black people at the time. Do y'all be checking out the yearbook? Like, I'm honestly just curious because apparently hiding in plain sight in the yearbooks of America was all these cats out here in blackface. And I had no idea. Maybe y'all knew, but I did not. Apparently we did not. And these cats just keep turning up like all over the place just with blackface photographs. And then try to come up what the explanation is. And I am very upset with the first lady of the state of Virginia. Because apparently that man wanted to get on stage and do the moonwalk. And she told him not to. And damn it, the least that we could have got out of this is seeing that man do the moonwalk. Like, I don't even know necessarily if it was going to help his cause. But I think it would have helped ours. 
I think it would have helped us. I would have thoroughly enjoyed seeing that. But yeah, then we did something on TV show about this man where some cops in Baton Rouge, like they got dressed in blackface to go undercover. Like they wasn't even trying to be minstrels. They was actually like trying to go out here and sell drugs to people, painted as black people. And see, the thing is, in fairness to them, is Louisiana. So like the notion of what it is to be black with different looks, there's this range to it. So maybe they was, maybe they found a way to fit it in. I don't know. Like, I honestly feel like you can send the right white man undercover in Louisiana and say he black, and who am I to say he not? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let me see what we got here. Man, here it says, has Pablo brought you anywhere where you experienced anything similar to what he experienced when you took him around Atlanta in terms of culture shock? See, that is, oh. Don't do that to Pablo. That's where you're getting this twisted. I ain't never took Pablo anywhere where I felt he demonstrated any level of culture shock. One of the great things I love about Pablo is there ain't no place in the world I feel like I can't take Pablo and he won't just be like, cool, I'm here now. So, no, it was not a matter of culture shock. It was a matter of something new, not the same thing. Usher and his boys got Jack leaving the studio. Shouldn't someone on that level stay with strap 300 pounders? Usher got Rob leaving the studio? I figured he would command more respect than that. Like, Usher matters. Usher's kind of a big deal. I would think the streets had a little bit too much respect for Usher to just gank him and his partners like that. Damn. That's too bad. Hold on. He wasn't the target. Rich the Kid was. Who in the hell is Rich the Kid? Is, is, is So Usher was at the studio, and they came to rob Rich the Kid, and somebody says he is a plug walk rapper. Do you mind giving me a little more background information on what that means? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Someone in the chat room says uh, that there was a pistol whipping involved. Yep. You got pistol whipped. Won't be hard for you to figure out who did it. You know who mad at you like that. This dude Kirk in here talking about Google it, old man. I'm sorry about that. I'm a little bit too bad. I'm going to start over. Kirk said, Google it, old man. Sorry about that. I'm a little too busy trying to do this fucking podcast for free. Okay, so this young man has a song called Plug Walk. And wait, he got robbed inside his house a few months ago. So he got robbed in his house, and then he put something on the social medias, and then people came to rob him for that. That's like, what's that dude? What's my man's name? He the, What's his name? Young Berg? And that a dude that stayed getting his chain snatched. Wow. Who knew the game needed another Young Bird? Young Bird, the one that had the chain go on tour, right? Tough game. Wait, Young Bird changed his name? What's he call himself now? 
Uh, apparently, Young Birds is a very successful producer. Good for him. But what's he calling himself now? I, I, like, I honestly didn't know this. Oh. Honestly, I don't even think I've heard a Young Berg song. All I really know about Young Berg is that apparently his chains was getting taken from him and they went all around the world. And I feel like that's not how you want to be known. Did he change his name because of the chains? Like, are people like me the reason why he changed his name? So Young Bird kind of like the new Kwame. Like, little did you know that he was back here on the low with beats. But you don't really want to talk about it because, you know, polka dots. Like, is uh, is that chain Young Bird's polka dots? That's right. Kwame called himself M1. Wait. No, M1 the dude in Dead Prez. But I do remember Kwame gave himself like some other name. All right, here we go. Kevin Hart put out a brand new Black History Month special on Netflix talking about the little known heroes. And guess who had their own segment? Your boy Matthew Henson prominently featured. And I am actually very disappointed in Kevin Hart for this. Because basically I feel like Kevin Hart out here, that's how you know his that that's how you know who the audience is for what he's doing. And this is why look look, and this is what I mean by this, right? Matthew Henson is not little known to black people. Matthew Henson is little known to white people. We all know about Matthew Henson. We all know about Matthew Henson's coat. I put you up on the panky ring. But you knew about the other stuff. We know that. We know that. Kevin Hart out here acting like he's doing his own research and all he's doing is reading the post that I was in the classroom. All right, I think I'm going to take one more of these and then I'm going about my business. Oh, wow. Somebody here said Liam Neeson. Yo, wasn't last weekend at the theater like the cancellation bowl? You had that Taraji, Pence, Taraji P. Henson, Eric Badu movie, and then you had Liam Neeson. Didn't they, didn't they go out of the theater at the same time? Anyway, um, the Taraji Henson movie did like something close to $20 million that weekend. And then the Liam Neeson movie did $10 million that weekend. But he can't keep making revenge movies. Like he has made an industry out of making revenge movies. He can't keep doing that now. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I only got one thought when I see that cat right now. And that dude was basically posting up. Trying to find somebody to lynch. Right? I have been told that a sexual crime has been committed against a white woman, and I'm going to find any black person I can to make them pay for it. I mean, that sounds like lynch. Sounds very similar. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. Try to do this thing here about once a week or so. My man, Lance Gilliam, handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, Remember, uh, Wow, I'm tired. 
yeah, uh, if you can't watch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the iTunes store, subscribe at Stitcher Radio, check us out at SoundCloud. We are also at the Google Play Store. Um, I am going on vacation next week, so I'll talk to you guys probably in a couple weeks. Take it easy.